0: You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Okay, I think that is all. Yes, I believe so. Let's get into the word. Father, we thank you. We're grateful for another opportunity to just be gathered in your presence. We're so grateful for the seven months that you have preserved, sustained, and kept us. And Lord, we present our hearts to you. We thank you because we know that you are here with us, ready to bless us, ready to release fresh revelation, insight, wisdom. And we thank you because light enters into our hearts. Um, We thank you because we are rightly instructed. We thank you because today we receive correction, we receive guidance, we receive um, direction. For this week, we thank you, oh God, that your word comes with simplicity and with accuracy, ministering grace to every hearer. Thank you because burdens are lifted. Thank you because questions are answered. Thank you because lives are transformed in your presence today, in Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so let's do this. And just to mention, I know that some of the teams, you all have like props and different lines and, and all that's going on. But I just want to ask that the next 20 minutes that I have on here, uh, that we be focused, put aside every distraction, uh, let there be minimal movement in the auditorium, and we trust God for an amazing time with him. So we'll take a scripture reading, but before we do that, just a very quick recap for the benefit of whoever is just joining us for the first time, either in the room or online. So we started a teaching series this month, titled Divine Direction, that we're wrapping up today. And... For us, the question was, Jehovah, which way? Jehovah, which way? Which way are you leading me? And this is a question each and every one of us find ourselves asking at different points in time in our lives. We're in a very precarious um, position right now as a nation. And I know a lot of questions. We established the first Sunday that a lot of questions young people are asking is, which country? Jehovah, which country? Which country should I back to, you know? What, what do I need to do at this point in time? How do I increase my earnings? What kind of job do I need to get? I feel like I need to have like three jobs right now, you know, two remote and maybe one in person. And there's just so many things that we require for daily decisions and, and, and we're trying to make sense of the, the, the sum total of our life and our existence right now. For some people it's marriage, for some people it is Lord how do I even contribute to fixing the problems that are ongoing in my nation and in my generation at this point? Uh, and we, 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 one of the things that we agreed is that di, di, uh, Divine Direction is being led and being in full compliance with the directives of the Holy Spirit. That was one of the things that we established this month. And I think that that same Sunday we spoke about... Um, what are the things that prevent us from being divinely led? And we, we came up with an acronym TAD DRIP that um, Dimilade so nicely helped us um, put together. We said, Your DRIP. How many people are in church? DRIP? Okay, so what is D? Shout it, it's okay. You know how we do at life points now. Oh, yeah, D is what? Distraction. Distraction. What is R? Ah, this is how we know people, students who don't go back to their notes. What is R? Oh dear God, recognition problem. I is recognition problem. The fact that you are confused, you are not sure exactly how God speaks to you. you. Your human spirit has not been trained to be able to recognize the voice of God speaking to you or the ways that He speaks to you. What is I? Immaturity. People should remember them. Ladies, nyanyanya now. Mm-hmm. I is immaturity. Uh, God says to do. And then you start to struggle with him. And some of us are so very proud when we say things like, God and I, you know, we're having a fight on the matter. I see, you, you know, the God of the universe is fighting with you on a his, on his decision, wear, wear, wear red shoe, don't wear red shoe, wear blue shoe, White, wear, you know. Anyway, P is what? Position. Position. Posi- uh, thank you very much, positioning. At least everybody remembers that. The fact that our position determines the frequencies that we pick, the signals that we pick. So which signal are you picking that is influencing your decision? Is it social media? You know how you rightly positioned, such that you are picking the right signals from the right frequency um, of the Holy Spirit. Okay, so we went further. We spoke about wisdom. How many people remember the scripture we read concerning Lady Wisdom? You remember from the Passion translation? And how she just did us bazboos that day, yeah? Proverbs eight. Do you all remember? Because we asked that you should go back and, um, and read it. But we spoke about the difference between divine wisdom and earthly wisdom. And how that God, you know, is not an author of confusion. Whatever is not of him is very clearly not of him. And the second guessing that happens is because we're driven by our human desires and the voices of our unchecked desires, voices of our emotions. And we said how earthly wisdom is sensual, you know. In fact, as Scripture puts it, it's demonic in certain instances. It's not arrogant. You know, we established all that about wisdom. And then last Sunday, what did we talk about? Pace for significance. Pace for significance. What did we say pace means? Yes, the word pace means speed for movement. But what is the acronym pace? Peace for what? Thank you. Process. And the process we spoke about was primarily the process for obedience. Yeah? What is A? Atmosphere. Thank you. The stewarding the atmosphere that enables the Spirit of God conducively speak to you. What is C? Conduct. Thank you very much. The behavior that you need to have as a believer, or that you need to embody as a believer, the behavior, the conduct that allows you to cultivate um, spirit-enabled mind and, uh, or the spirit-empowered uh, mind. Yeah, cultivating it and applying it. And what is E? Thank you very much. You all remember that. Expect to be led by God. Expect that He wants to speak to you as much as you want to hear from Him. Yeah. Expect, and we lo- I-, I love one of the scriptures that um, Dimlade shared while we were having that conversation, and it's the scripture in Ephesians that speaks about us being created unto good works. So expect that you have been created to do good works, okay? Regardless of the things that are happening in and around you, your expectation must be sure. Scripture speaks about us holding fast, our profession of faith, our confession. And so it's important that we expect to hear God, expect to be led by His Spirit. So today we wrap it all up with the real FOMO. Let me tell someone, do you know what the real FOMO is? Ask them. Just ask the person, do you know what the real FOMO is? Yes. Because in our world we deal with a lot of, The fear of missing out on life in general. But today I want to present to you, uh, I mean, again, it's not new information. If you've been following this teaching, then you would understand how we're landing today. But God wants to speak to us, and I want to remind us that he wants to speak to you and I. And he's always speaking. He's not a chatterbox, yeah? But he's always speaking. One of the things that we established last week was, you know, this whole conversation around being able to question or not to question God. In fact, your verse will say it's Kabinosi. That means you are the king who's not to be questioned. And we agreed here, or where we said uh, last week that God is okay with your questions. Yeah? What he's not okay with is your questioning his motive or his intention. When we begin to deviate from just questioning what he's up to to seek to understand into questioning. His intention, questioning his motive, questioning his character and his nature because he's unchanging. When our questions start to deviate into whether he loves or he doesn't love, whether he's true or he isn't true, whether he's faithful to his word or isn't, that is where we begin to enter, you know, into into a wrong place. But he's very okay. If you are seeking to understand, if you're seeking to gain light, he's very okay with your questions, yeah? He's a big boy. He can handle it. Absolutely. All right, so let's take our reading from Hebrews 3 today, Hebrews 3. I'll start off with Hebrews 3:15 to 19. We'll read together very quickly, and then we'll go into Hebrews four, 1 and 2. Can we have it, have it up on screen? New KJV. So we're doing 3:15 to 19 first. Okay, looks like I have the wrong translation. Okay, let's go ahead. Once you go, while it is said, today if you will hear his voice, hardening, okay, go ahead. For who, having heard, rebelled? Indeed, was it not all who came out of Egypt, led by Moses? Now with whom was he angry 40 years? I can hear you all. Was it not with those who sinned? whose corpses fell in the wilderness, and to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who did not obey? Next verse. So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. We see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. Let's go to Hebrews 4, 1-2. Hebrews 4, 1 and 2. Do we have it up? Good. Want to go? Therefore, since a promise remains of entering his rest, let us fear, lest any of you seem to have come short of it. Next verse. In those who heard it. Amen. May God bless the reading of his word. So we see to, Um, description of one, the first set, those who did not enter into rest, and then we see the repercussion of what not entering into rest looks like. Yeah? We see how that the children of Israel missed out on on an opportunity to have fully embraced the rest of God simply because they were disobedient. And coupled with that is the fact that they functioned in, in unbelief, in unbelief, in a state of unbelief. A state where faith is missing and absent. And then we see in Hebrews 4 here how it says that there are a different crop of people, those who also received of the same gospel but the difference is in their application and their interpretation. How they received. How they received. Faith begins where the will of God is known. And our conversation this entire month will be incomplete if we do not touch on the subject of faith, which we've done in a couple weeks back. But it's important for you and I to understand that everything that God wants to give you already, he has created. Everything that you desire here on earth already exists. There is nothing new that he has to go and cook up for you. Our responsibility as his children is to be able to draw down on heaven's deposits the things that have been freely given to us, the things that have been made available to us. And we're only able to do this effectively when we understand his will for our lives. And we can then, on the strength of that knowledge, engage with him. Some of us perhaps, maybe in the room or online, are still dealing with, you're you're dealing with the effects of, well, God said, and it didn't look like he really said. I said last week about someone who shared an experience about, having heard very clearly that God was going to cancel a particular exam, a general exam, and it didn't happen. One of the questions that I have always grown up asking is, at what point do we know whether God really says, so obviously it cannot be God that is the liar. There's a problem with how you and I hear, or we did not hear, and we heard the voices of our emotions or our desires. So how do we rightly respond to divine direction? We've spoken about that extensively this week. Um, And I would like to just focus on the need to acknowledge the sovereignty of God. We have established uh, this entire month that our response requires us to obey obey and to obey promptly, yeah? Obey real time. Uh, Partial obedience is not obedience. We spoke about Saul and how he would go and act on his own understanding of an instruction that he had received, bringing... The the very things that God has said to kill. And we see how that ended up for him. So it's not enough to want to go in your own understanding, appropriating instruction to cater to your own whims and caprices. It is to get full understanding of what God is saying concerning the matter, concerning the situation, and being able to rightly apply instruction. So, being able to recognize instruction is critical. Being able to document instruction too is equally important. It's so important. God has spoken. Where have you noted this thing? Some of us in this season need to go and bring out the instructions you've received in, in yester years that you have dumped and you have believed that, well, looks like this is not going to happen. You need to go and dust it up but it's important that you write it down, document it. Has God spoken, has He given you a word? A word concerning your marital destiny, a word concerning your finances, a word concerning Nigeria, a word concerning, you know, your community, your family, a word concerning your industry or your sector. Do you have it written down? Do you have it documented? Another important thing to do as a way of responding to divine direction, is the need to demonstrate thanksgiving, demonstrate gratitude. It is so important. A lot of us are very quick to gloss over the things that God has said and done. And we fail to appreciate the importance of um, instruction received at the nick of time. And I'll give an example. In Daniel 2.9, we see how Daniel was in a state and in a place where They were were literally going to be put to death. He and his cohorts, the sorcerers, the philosophers, the wise men of the time. Why? Because the king felt scammed. He felt like, you all have been deceiving me. If you've been unable, if you cannot tell me the dream that I had and its interpretation, I'm so done with having to tell you what I dreamt about and you guys then figuring it out with your own human understanding. You need to show me that you can deliver on this. And Daniel goes and tells the king to give time. He goes and he prays. God reveals to him. And we see in Daniel 2:9, scripture says that he blessed the name of the Lord. He goes on in that Daniel 2 to just extol God and to be really grateful for releasing wisdom and interpretation at the nick of time. So some of us need to go back, the direction you've received, instructions you've received, go and say thank you for them. Go and say thank you. It's so important. So demonstrate gratitude. And of course, we cannot overemphasize the importance of obedience. But I want to quickly just wrap up with the sovereignty of God here. Isaiah 46, 8-12 to 12 says, Remember this and show yourselves, men. Recall to mind, O you transgressors. Remember the former things of old, for I am God and there is no other. I am God and there is none like me, declaring the end from the beginning and from ancient times. Things are not yet done. My counsel shall stand and I will do all my pleasure. Calling a bed of prey from the east, the man who executes my counsel from a far country, indeed, I have spoken it, I will also bring it to pass. I have proposed it, I will also do it. I have spoken, I will bring it to pass. I have proposed, I will do it. God always stands by his counsel, no matter what. So it is not by your very many crying and cajoling and pleading. He's already proposed it. He will do it. You and I, again, referencing the scripture we read in Hebrews 4, 1-2, on the need to enter into rest, on the need to apply faith to instructions that we have received, on the need to believe and to believe wholeheartedly that God will do what he says he will do. That his arm is not too shortened to save. That he loves us dearly and deeply enough to look out for us. And that he's not that evil judge or that unjust God, that unjust master, that's you know, who's just looking out to dealing with you. Because I sense strongly that there are some people in the room who are in that place of guilt and condemnation, and you feel like the reasons why things are not working for you is because of stuff that you have done in the past. Whether it is disobedience, whether it is willful, or you know, disobedience that came out of ignorance. And you feel like the reasons why things are not working is because God is looking out to punishing you with a whip. He says to remind you that you belong to him, You are called by his name and he loves you. You matter to him and you are worth the blood of Jesus. And so when he looks at you, he beholds you through the lenses of the blood. He beholds you through the lenses of the finished work. Things may not be working out right now. You need to gain clarity on what exactly it is you need to do. Do you need to upskill? Are you in the wrong industry? Are you in the wrong relationship? Let's not be too quick to hinge things not working out on, you know, the effects and the repercussion of willful disobedience. I'm not saying that doesn't happen sometimes. But I am saying that, yes, there are natural laws and order, but there is also the mercy of God. And it's important to understand that once you recognize that you have sinned, you have strayed, what's your responsibility? Is to because correct, to come back to him. To tell him how you are sorry and just make amends. Scripture says that he's faithful and just to forgive you. And to cleanse you from every unrighteousness. So, it is not in his nature to continue to wield your sin over you. That is not his nature. Remember I spoke earlier about calling to question his nature, his character, and his intention. We need to be very careful. So human intentions and dreams may fail, but God's counsel and purpose will never fail. What it is you're believing for may not have happened just yet. It does not mean that it will not happen. Whose time are you working with? Your time or his time? Are you working with your time or his time? If you missed your way, again, through disobedience, delayed action, misinterpretation, or fear, there's a need to repent and go back to God. If your GPS app can recalculate your routes, and a very clear example in scripture is Jonah. Jonah very clearly said to God, Shangri, I'm not going. Had a back and forth with God. God still took him there. And he repented. So, God is not looking to dealing with you and just digging, digging you deep down in the, in, in the ditch there and leaving you in there. Or looking to elongating your pain. Why? Because you're just one stubborn child. No. If you repent and you course correct, the Holy Spirit enables course correction. The Holy Spirit enables reconfiguration. That is his work. And so if there's anything that you're living with today, is the need to understand that regardless of your disobedience, regardless of delayed action or inaction, because instructions, you know, not acted upon is as bad as instructions not received. I mean, it's equal to the same, right? So you did not get an instruction, or you received an instruction and you did not take action. What is the difference? Nothing. The only difference is you had a foreknowledge or perhaps if you had acted, the outcomes would have been different. That's just the only difference there. But really it still means the same thing. Where you and I refuse to take action. And I just want to add this here. It's God's responsibility also to break protocols for you. Where necessary. Where necessary. So Understanding that our life really is embedded on, or is dependent, the quality of our lives, the outcomes of our lives are dependent on his sovereignty, his will, his plans, his purposes. So he will take you to where you need to get to. He will hold you by the hand for as long as you are willing to allow yourself be led. So this is a call to a life of surrender. It's a call to a life of yieldedness. We see through scripture, the people that God will go far with are the people who were completely surrendered to him. We read the book of Acts last month, and one of the things we established was that we need to become dead men walking. And what do I mean for the benefit of someone who did not read the book of Acts, and you're like, this church, what does dead man walking mean? It simply means you're dead to flesh. It means that you're dead to your own will. You're dead to your own desires. It means that your life has moved from what will I eat, what will I drink, whose baby will I carry, who will I marry, to God, All oh, let your will be done, all of you and none of me. It means that I embrace the entirety of your will above my own desires. It means that I should be okay. If God says, well, he, well, <laughs> I was going I want to enter dangerous waters. But if God says that, if, I'm not saying that he has said, But if he says you should not marry, what will happen? If, 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 if. I'm just about like, does God do evil? Because that is evil. Even though. No, but seriously, guys, what's the worst that will happen? You won't have sex. (laughs) What else? If, if, but I know God does not do evil. But perhaps you are the one that decides that, look, the way I want to live my life right now, I'm so mission-focused. There's no time to be hooked to one bay or boo. It's just all for God. But seriously, guys, we need to live a surrendered life, a life that is completely, wholly, solely dependent on God. Because he wants to work with everything that he has enabled. Some of us are fantastic artists. And we're going to be seeing a lot on display today. Some of us are fantastic, you know, financial administrators. You are great communicators. You write stuff and people shed tears. You speak and, they, and their hearts are moved. There's so much that God has deposited in you. And he wants to see you come alive. He wants to see you to begin to fully manifest and deploy his giftings and his abilities and I pray today for each and every one of us that as we surrender our hearts to God and we just allow him take us by the hand and lead us that we begin to enter into that fulfillment of purpose you see because this whole purpose conversation it's really a product not wanting to yield to its manufacturers uh, dictates but as we journey with him that our eyes be open to see very clearly And that our hearts be expanded to receive the whole counsel of God for our lives, for our nation, for our generation, for our families, and for our communities in Jesus' name. Amen. And I'm just going to pray one minute for anyone here. All eyes closed, all heads bowed. Anyone who's currently dealing with any form of pain, pain from God said, I know this generation we have been traumatized greatly with God said, In fact, some of us are dealing with the effects of God said to your parents or to authority figures that have told your parents God said and it has caused problems in your family. But whatever type of pain it is, whether it's the pain of, you know, you expecting and waiting and trusting God for something and it just seems to be eluding you or it's the pain that has come from disobedience and you can very clearly as I'm speaking now, the Holy Spirit is revealing to you in those areas where you have been disobedient Today, I pray that the mercy of God will prevail over judgment. I ask that the healing power of God will come upon you right now. In the name of Jesus, the Spirit of God will reconfigure your lives, will reorder your lives, reorder your steps, and cause you to course correct in the name of Jesus. For every heart that is filled with pain, that is filled with anger, that is filled with any sort of ants, either against authority figures or against even God perhaps, you feel like you have been misled i pray today that your heart will be rid of pain of offense of bitterness in the name of jesus and i pray for each and every one of us that the spirit of god would enable us to continue to live a life that is pleasing to god and that we will surrender our wills we would exchange our wills for ease we will seek to know his counsel for every area of our lives we will be patient we will follow through with the process We will steward an atmosphere that is conducive to listening, to hearing, to following, and to obeying. I pray that the authority and the anointing that makes the hearing and the doing of God's word and God's instruction easy will come upon us all right now in Jesus' name. And if you are in the room, you don't even have a relationship with Jesus to start with. You don't know him or you have been far from him. Perhaps you used to know him. It starts fundamentally with a relationship. You cannot hear whose voice you do not recognize you cannot follow the one that you do not know so can i invite you on this journey to surrender your heart to him to yield to him to embrace his his love for you because god loves you oh we are products of his love his mercy and his grace we stand here not as perfect people but as people who are dearly and deeply loved by god so if you are that person and you feel like sin has taken you so far from him You feel like your disobedience has taken you so far from him. Can I invite you this morning? That his arms are outstretched, ready to receive you. And if that is you, we will give you the privacy of the moment. And I ask that you just raise your hand. And we're asking that you raise your hand so that our ushers can put in a card. We want to be able to support you on this journey. We want to be that family that would enable you just be the person that God has called you to be, provide you with the right resources. That's the only reason why we're asking you to raise your hand because this is a personal decision between you and God. But we want to be there with you on the journey. So all eyes closed, all heads bowed. If you are online and you're also making this decision, can I ask that you just put in the comment section and our, our hosts and ministers online would reach out to you. And I'm going to go ahead and lead you in a prayer right now. Dear God, I come to you today. I acknowledge that without you, I am nothing. I ask for your mercy. I receive your forgiveness. I come by the blood and I ask that you help me. Deliver me from everything that is not of you. Grant me the grace to live a life that pleases you. Holy Spirit, walk with me. In Jesus' name, amen father we thank you for everyone that has said this prayer and we just present them to you that you will continue to guide them to lead them you will build them in the word of your grace that is able to preserve and keep them we ask that every support they require in this season you will make available to them we ask father that they would hear the voice of the spirit very clearly as many as have yielded to you spirit of god begin to baptize them with your presence. Fill them and make their lives brand new. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Thank you for listening to a message from the Life Point Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.